The Peterson Family Hour is recorded in front of a live studio audience comprised of a baby, a dog, and two cats. Sit back and enjoy these two amateurs at parenting, and let's be honest, everything else, try to navigate their way to being halfway decent parents to a perfect baby. Do you remember what a podcast is? Nope. Okay. So this is the Peterson Family Hour. Who are the Petersons? Oh, boy. <laughs> it's been a long time. Hi, everyone. We're back. <laughs> we remember where the microphones were. Uh, we had a little bit of a break due to life. Yeah, everything. Busy and... We got into a show. Yeah, we're doing a Shakespeare show together where we play a couple and um sort of a couple so i I mean we're a couple yeah anyway you'll have to come see to find out what exactly we're talking about but um it's called much ado about nothing it's um at what's through streetland productions no streetland community theater and it's at the rising sun fire hall outdoor pavilion on july something and something (laughs) i think it's around the 17th 16 17 yeah whatever that Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to go look now. Okay. It's directed Um, by our friend Marshall Garrett. And there's lots of really awesome people and it's my first time doing Shakespeare. Um, It's a challenge. It's the Friday and Saturday, 16th and 17th. 16th and 17th of July, 2021. (laughs) Rising Sun, Fire Hall, (laughs) Outdoor Pavilion, Um, Streetland Community Theater. (laughs) Much Ado About Nothing. (laughs) We're in it. We're a couple. Did I cover everything frontward to backwards? Uh, I think so. Okay. You want to run it through one more time? No, I don't. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that again. Um, thank you to everybody who uh, reaches out to us after we post an episode, or even like way after, and is like, "Where's the next one?" It's very fun for us because yeah, it's validating that well, even we should keep talking and people should keep listening. Even though it's just like our friends and family listening, it's still very cool to like watch the numbers go up, like. And hear hear feedback from people, or hear like I'm I'm listening right now. Yeah, we're we hate it. Or people that commentate <laughs> towards us that like text us while they're listening and be like, and they'll like respond to things that we said in it. That's very fun. It is um, very fun. So we're doing lots of new things this year: podcasting, cake popping, <laughs> resin molding, <laughs> resin pouring. We just finished. So for what was it? Your birthday or for Mother's Day? Birthday. For Steph's birthday, I got her a kit that i made up of resin related things because i just like crafting and it looks really fun and actually it was because we just did it for the first time i'm leaving my job um my full-time job this friday and so i made a couple little gifts for my coworkers. we're gonna podcast professionally yeah yeah that's what i'm leaving my job for no actually i'm leaving my job to work for street lamp productions it will be my full-time gig but it's not like a full-time job like it is yeah but um i'm very excited for all of the upcoming things and shows and classes and stuff i get to teach and it's kind of like a dream that i get to do this rest assured we will plug all of the classes and stuff if you have kids who are remotely interested in theater or dancing or like the spotlight (laughs) fun just having fun send them to street land productions you will not be disappointed yeah um Um, 
Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Have we lost our touch? Yeah. We're going to talk over each other this whole time? Yes. We, last episode, um, finished, I think, talking about... Based on this piece of paper I found that we scribbled on before we did the last episode, uh, we talked about the birth, the end of the birth story. Yeah, thank you to everybody who stuck through that. The word placenta with a question mark is on here. And um, we talked about the NICU, which was... Whew, it was a lot. A doozy. It was a it was a lot. And I'm sure we said this last time, but we know there are people who have been in there much longer, people oh, yeah. who have been in there less. People, people who had terrible experiences, wonderful experiences all over the place. Any any anecdotes that we tell are purely from our own experience. Obviously, we are we're brand new parents. We can't like even even when we're done being parents or done, that, you done don't, being That's new. not something you stop being. <laughs> I mean, don't say that. That sounds horrible. Even when we're done being new parents, yeah, in like we a won't... year and a half when we're done, we just feel like we're done. <laughs> eh, whatever, you're good now, kid. We won't. We won't know everything. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we're never you gonna. Don't, you don't really know anything, do you? No, okay. I I know nothing. So this episode, we're going to talk about uh, what it was like bringing a new baby to our house that was desperately waiting for a new baby for 34 days. Oh yeah, we had. Pack and play, swings, bouncers, toys, bottles, like all, everything was ready. Just needed the baby. Yeah. Well, and so it's funny you say the baby because wh- that's what we called him up until, I mean, even after we got him home. Yeah. Well, we had to keep correcting ourselves and being like, the baby's a, no, Parker, <laughs> the baby we named. <laughs> it was like a new, like a new flavor on our tongue, like like yeah. a weird sensation to be like, no, the baby has a name. We can call the baby something. Yeah. We did a lot of that. This is our baby. We named our baby. This is our baby's name. We gave it to him. Yeah. But um, yeah, so bringing home a baby for the first time was an experience. So we obviously like I sat in the back on the drive home and I was, we were just like nervous. Yeah. But like so excited. And we got him home and we set up. <laughs> well, the drive was nerve wracking too. It was like bumpy and oof. Well, yeah, you just, you you paid attention to every single thing. Yes, like stuff you'd never pay attention to. Yeah. But um, we got him home and we put a phone up on the, we didn't tell anybody he was coming home actually because it, what, ha- like when babies come home from the NICU, it's like, no, they're not coming home. No, they're not coming home. And then like all of a sudden it's like, okay, they're coming home in a day or two because once they hit that milestone, like everything goes super quickly. But it still wasn't a hundred percent until we were walking out the door. It wasn't a hundred percent. So we didn't tell home. anyone. We ended up just posting the picture, but we propped the phone up on a car in the driveway and <laughs> took a picture of us. And we had this really cute sign on the door that said, welcome baby. Yeah. And, um, like, we were just, like, over the moon. And originally, we were like, we want to take a week for just us. We just want no visitors. Obviously, it was COVID, so it was difficult with visitors anyways. But we were like, we don't want any visitors. We just want to be a family of just us for a week. And we got home, and we were just so <laughs> excited to show him off. I, we immediately called Matthew's parents, and we're like, so do you want to come meet him? And they were like, okay, yeah, we're on our way. <laughs> we just couldn't, I couldn't wait. Like just to be like, this is my baby. I made this beautiful human being. He's perfect. Come look at him. Yeah. Well, and we had spent 34 days in the NICU with him. And people Granted, had seen pictures. But well, yeah. And we hadn't been with him together. And so our thought was that, oh, we wanted this time to finally be a family together. But while that was nice and all, 
it had been a month and nobody could see him. Yeah, and nobody got to meet him. And so we were just like so anxious and excited. And so your parents came right I think over. Like the day after. I don't even think it was. Oh, yeah, because I guess we got home kind of late. Yeah. But the first night with him was, I mean, I think we talked about it in the last episode, but like the feeding was just a complete like like anxiety. Well, we, we had no idea. Well, yeah, okay. So the anxiety about we need to make sure he eats X amount and yeah, and like there was a very so a very timed schedule in the hospital that was every three hours after three before four. So between three and four hours, they, they would have were to eat. changed and their temperature was checked, which obviously we didn't do at home. Um, though I think I did a couple times just to be like, is he warm enough? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and yeah, and we were used to sitting in a hospital room yeah. staring at a screen that had his heart rate and his breathing Breathing and everything on it and so So we lost all of that comfort while we were home (laughs) we got like the comfort of being home and being together but then we lost all of that and the funny thing is when we were looking at stuff to get for or stuff to put on a registry for the baby shower one of the things that we were like oh no we'd never need this is that owl owlet sock yeah that that tells you a little sock that monitors their heart rate and their breathing um and their temperature yeah and we had read about it, it i mean this is obviously before he was a premium we'd read about it and i was like we're not going to be those parents that are crazy and it, it, it didn't have great reviews it's it sometimes the sensors went off weird and then we got him home when we were like spoiler alert. oh shit we need that we were those crazy parents <laughs> i mean i think it would have been different had he not been in the nicu but i don't know it may not have been and in crazy. a way it was probably better for us that the band-aid got ripped off and you know we got home and we didn't have yeah. The comfort of all of the monitors and stuff that he had at the NICU. Well, and it was nice because Matthew got two weeks off of work for um, Parker. But since he was born early and put in the NICU, he didn't take his two weeks. He went right back to work. So that when he did come home, he could take his two weeks yeah. and be home with us. So we got to have those two weeks at home together. And I had, I mean, I lost a week, a, a month of maternity leave was in the NICU. So... But it was COVID, so I ended up working from home, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. That's but, that's another podcast. Another podcast, but oh the yeah. fact that we so we took FMLA, the family medical leave, for Steph's uh, pregnancy stuff, and because we worked at the same place, this was this is a federal rule. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't the company we worked for. It's a federal FMLA rule. Because we worked at the same place, we had to split FMLA. For three months. We had three months in a 12, 12 month period and we had to share it. So if I, so I ended up taking all of it and Matthew just took two weeks of vacation time. Like pure vacation, not FMLA. But if, um, if like something had happened in the next 12 months and one of us needed FMLA, we couldn't have used it. Yeah. Which is insane. But luckily we work at a, worked at a place that would have been understanding if something did happen. It's just yeah, like our federal guarantee guarantee of yeah time off was we had to split it for whatever dumb reason because we worked the same place yeah so we were able to have those two weeks together which was really nice but the first night i think we just what sat there and held him and stared at him yeah well until then we're like obsessing over how long has it been since he's been changed how long (laughs) has it been since he ate how long has it been since he cried how long has it been just everything was so timed out i the i'm sure this is like a normal experience when you bring a baby home but we until he had an established bedtime, we would just kind of sit around 
like he slept all the time if he wasn't eating he was sleeping and we were just sitting and hold him because we had a baby and we could stand up and turn in a full circle and not be wrapped in wires yeah that was awesome and so I'd, we did go to sleep. We we had the bassinet in our room and we stuck him in the room. Oh my gosh, we had the best setup. So we, Matthew has a couple cousins that had babies, right? That we were all due like in the same week, but I went way early, obviously. So after their babies were born, we went over and kind of hung out the three, the three babies and the six of us. And we talked about um, like getting up in the middle of the night, whatever, and they said that they would go sit in the rockers in their room and I was like we don't get out of bed and they were cracking up because they were like I'd fall asleep sitting up and I, we we ended up like entertaining each other so it worked out but we had the best setup I had a, a thing with three shelves next to the bed and I had um bottles and Wipes formula and, and, and water um and then the second shelf had like a changing pad and wipes and diapers and butt cream and all this stuff and like so, and he was in the bassinet on my side, so he would wake up, and I would pick him up, and we had, like, a boppy, but we kept it upstairs, so we would just n- literally not get out of bed. <laughs> we'd pick him up, and we'd put him on the bed in the boppy, and we'd make a bottle, and we'd change him, we'd put it back in the bassinet, and that still is how it works. Like, he's not in our room anymore, but if he wakes up in the middle of the night to eat, Matthew will go get him, bring him in, I'll make a bottle, and I'll feed him in bed, and then he'll take him back, change him, and put him back <laughs> Like, we are the laziest overnight parents ever. Yeah. But it was the best setup, especially that first night. Neither of us have ever really been, like... We're not wake-up people. Wake-up people. I don't even want to say morning because I could sleep until, like, 2 in the afternoon and still be like, no, 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 I need to go back to bed. And we lucked out with, for the most part, a really good sleepy baby. Oh, yeah. So the first night when he came home, obviously it was a new place. But he's... So he woke up every two hours. Yeah. Um, Which sounds... I, g- before we had a baby and everybody was like, oh, you're going to wake up all the time or whatever. It sounded like a nightmare. But it really wasn't awful. No, we Probably, just kind of hung out. Yeah, we did it together. Um, we always woke up together, even if like he was feeding him or I was feeding him. We woke up together to kind of like do it as a team just because we knew we were both going to be tired. So, I mean, why not make it fun? And so we would like sit up like cracking up. Yeah. Like Two in the morning, four in the morning. I have a tangent we could go on if you want. No. What do you mean you have a tangent? I don't think we talked about breastfeeding. Like, whether or not we did. Well, we didn't because, um, well, I didn't want to originally. Like, I never really found that appealing. Um, I just wasn't really interested in breastfeeding. I was like, I guess I'll try pumping. And then when he was born early, I was like, okay, I will try pumping. Because maybe breast milk will help him get better. I knew, not get better, but like grow grow, grow quicker. quicker. And I knew that I couldn't breastfeed him for a while because he was still being fed through a tube. So I did like three days of pumping the colostrum or whatever it's called. And honestly, the first day that the lady came into the hospital room, she was like holding my boob and like whispering. <laughs> and she left and Matt was like, this is some woo-woo shit. And so... <laughs> She made me feel really uncomfortable. And I know that there are some women, and good for you, um, that, like, are really into breastfeeding and really are, like, breast is the best and blah, blah, blah. And that's your opinion, and that's fine. But I just was never really interested. Matthew and his brother were both formula-fed. All my siblings were formula-fed. Like, uh, I really don't see, yeah, like, the, the big deal. And I mean, maybe long ago when formula was, like, powdered milk, but... 
it's got so many nutrients and everything that they need and there's really no difference or issue. So I was just like, I don't really want to breastfeed. But I was like, I'll try pumping because he's a preemie. Why? Why not? Yeah. So I did the three days of the colostrum. It's like this, they call it liquid gold. It's like the stuff before your milk comes in. And it's 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 all of the, like, the initial antibodies and, and nutrients, nutrients and, and stuff coming. Vitamins and all this stuff. So I did do three days of that, which you, like, squeeze it into a dropper. It was, excuse me, it was, like, not When it, you did like, not actually a lot. pump, too. Yeah. So by day three, I was home. And you had to do it every three hours to get your milk to start coming in. Even overnight. Even overnight. And so... And we did not have a baby at home. We did not have a baby at home. And um, so, like, kudos to the women who, like, pump. Every three hours. Yeah. All no, day long. I, so, <laughs> I got to day three, and I and I, it was, like, in the evening. And luckily, Matthew's always been, like, whatever you feel like you're do- you want to do, then do it. Um, and we went to go to bed, and I was like, I'm not waking up to pump. He was like, okay. And I was like, I can't do it. I just can't. I was so emotional about him being in the NICU. I was so tired. I was so in so much pain from like all my stitches and everything. Oh, and yeah, because you were like, still, you still had your, um, like your diaper thing on. Well, that, I also still was getting over the medication and the. Um, getting stitched up. No. What's that thing I had? Preeclampsia. Oh, yeah. So I was still having like blood pressure issues. Um, still kind of like out of it, woozy. And I felt like that for like two weeks. I was just like, it's too much. And we kind of talked about it and we decided to stop. Like I probably could have kept going and I, it probably would have messed up my mental health a lot because it was just so much at one time, especially with like Parker not being home. And so we decided to just kind of cut it where it was because. And I I feel like. Rather than get to get him home and then also be pumping and trying. Like, I was just like, I can't. It's so overwhelming. Just the thought of it put me in a panic attack. So It might have been a slightly different story if he had been home. But at the same time, I don't think you would have had the, the room to decide this isn't for me. If you had already started down the path of, like, I'm going to pump and breastfeed and he was home, I don't think you would have had the, like, the time to yourself to think, like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't I'm not comfortable I with do this. this. But also, if he had been home, our original plan was formula anyways. So that I could The help. only reason I was like, maybe I'll pump is because I got a free breast pump from my insurance. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'll try it. I, I wasn't against trying it, but I really just wasn't. It just didn't seem like something I wanted to do. Plus, we're always on the go. Like we're. Oh, yeah. We're, we would have been locked into the house for probably up until now. Until, uh, not now. Not not, ne- not necessarily locked in the house, but it's just, it's a commitment that you have to kind of make the choice to make. And some women are really, like, really good about it and really love it and really, like, determined and make that commitment. And I just, I knew myself I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I didn't. But I don't think that's a detriment to you. I no. think it's just well, also another choice to make. When we talked about having kids, that was one of the first things we talked about because... I wanted you to be able to do overnight feeds and you wanted you to be able to do overnight feeds. Oh yeah. Cause I don't feel like that raising a baby even in the very beginning is entirely the mom's job. I right. don't think that's fair to you, especially it's also like a bond that you lose. Yeah. Like we would have bonded I, and you wouldn't have. And like, I want to be involved and now he's my best friend. 
Yeah. <laughs> Your only friend. Um, Whoa, okay. I'm going to stop the recording and we'll have a conversation. No, we're good. <laughs> um, so that was a decision that we made and it was actually the best decision ever. And I'll tell you what, though. I hear like horror stories about breastfeeding. Sometimes I was like, it would be nice to have him crying and not have to like take the time to make a bottle. But also, it was nice to be like, okay, you feed him. I'm going back to sleep. Oh, also. Also. He came home on room temperature formula. Oh, my God. That was the best benefit of the NICU. And I'm going to be doing that for every child from here on out because for some reason, I mean, the you have to reheat breast milk if you freeze it or put it in the fridge, um, which is just another extra couple minutes that your baby is crying and that you need to feed them. And I think that warmed formula, I think the idea is that it's easier on the digestive system. Which we had a preemie baby with a preemie digestive system and he never had an issue. But in the NICU, they never warmed the formula. Nope. Room temperature. So he came drawer. home on room temperature formula, which was amazing. Yeah. So we bought like boxes of formula, like the big containers of formula and gallons of baby water, which were a dollar. So we didn't have to like boil water or anything and never had to worry about warming it up out nope. in public or warming like we never we we never made a bottle and put it in the fridge we always just had water and formula we never pre-made anything because we were just like this is too easy we kept water we kept water and formula upstairs water and formula downstairs so it was close by yeah it was Um, the best thing ever in the whole wide world so we have a bottle warmer that has literally never been used if anybody needs it i will say that me coming from my male perspective that matters and i (laughs) i need a voice because i've been repressed uh before we had a baby and before all of the stuff that we went through i could not have cared less about breastfeeding or formula or anything whatever you want to do you do it and i still am that person like i'm not gonna you know attack somebody shame anybody for doing whatever they want but oh my god i don't see any benefit to breastfeeding (laughs) I see less, I see more downsides to breastfeeding than benefits to breastfeeding. I think it's just because we didn't experience it and it wasn't something that we were passionate about. Yes, breast milk is great. It's free, which is awesome. Um, I've definitely read like things about like when the baby's sick, your breast milk kind of changes to, to do that. But also from like people we've talked to, it just sounds like a hassle, like clogged, clogged ducks and... Yes, not quack quack ducks. Duck clogged, just clogged nipples. Yeah, um, and it just, it just like seems the health issues that you could have, like the clogged ducks and the what was the other thing? It was like a rash or whatever. Oh, also when they get teeth. Yeah. No, thank you. You are the sole food provider for the baby mm-hmm. until you're able to produce. Unless enough you're to pumping, store. yeah, pumping and storing. Which doesn't. I mean, um, you can't really get to that point until. Or like if the baby doesn't, like you might pump and the baby doesn't take to a bottle. Right. Like, so, I mean, and there's different nipples you can try, but like they just might not want it. And it's like a comfort thing for them. So then you Um, are attached to this baby, which is, I mean, fine. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just, we don't have the lifestyle to do that. Right. And, and I don't, I would have been comfortable with anything, but I really was interested in helping. And being like, I did not want it entirely on Steph. Yeah. Like. And it definitely would have been at first. 
because I wouldn't have been able to be producing enough to feed and pump. Right. But I mean, it, it is definitely personal preference and definitely a, a personal journey either way. And there are pros and cons either way, but I think choosing not to was the best thing for us. And not only that, but in the NICU, if I wanted to breastfeed, that would not have counted towards his food intake. There's no way for them to track it. Yeah, that number so that I we talked about yes, last episode. So I could have been trying to breastfeed, and he could have stayed in there an extra three weeks because they couldn't track how much he was taking if that was really important to me. And I know that there are some moms that it is really important to that did have to spend the extra time in the NICU. Um, but it just... Overall, it was a really good decision for us and our family not to do that. And now, like, other people can feed him when we go out or if we're, like, with family. They can feed him, which oh, they yeah. love doing. We took a trip with him, a small trip down to the beach, <laughs> like, two weeks after he came home. Well, that's because... It was already planned. Well, I mean, Matthew goes to... The, Matthew's family has gone to the beach every year since he was a little born, I think. Yeah. And this year... Um, I had the to week, miss it. The week that they went to Myrtle <laughs> Beach was the week after <coughs> Parker was born. Yeah. So technically, Matthew could have gone, but of course he didn't. So it was the first time we he were a little busy. The beach trip. So Matthew's parents took us down to Bethany for um, a few days after Parker got home, like the week after he got home. And let me tell you, having Parker wake up at like. Six o'clock in the morning, and my mom opened the door and yeah, be she like, "Yeah, she was like, I'll take it. I got it. I'll feed him." We were like, "Good night." <laughs> it was amazing. It was the best present we could have gotten. Like, yeah. okay, whatever. We're at the beach, yeah. you're taking him at six. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She can come over now and do it. Anyway, that was a good tangent, though. Yeah, I I do want to say because Matthew, you did make it sound like you were like e breastfeeding. We're not like anti breastfeeding. No, but it. It was definitely I, the right choice for us not to. And, and it's I, not something that we were interested in, but that doesn't mean that you can't be or that we're shaming anyone who wants to do it. Because, Matthew, you kind of were, like, rude about it. <laughs> but I don't think he meant to be. No. I, w- for Steph and for anybody and for... Uh, Basically, if Matthew were a mom, he would not want to breastfeed. It would make him feel icky. It w- <laughs> icky. It gross. <laughs> but I will. I will never try to make somebody feel bad for the choices that they make for their kid because it's your kid and it's every parent's choice yes um so the one thing i will parent shame about a little bit is people who don't get their kids vaccinated oh my god i i understand it is every parent's choice to do what they want to do with their kids but um if you don't get your kids vaccinated from deadly diseases, you are wrong. And yeah. I will shame you. Yeah. I have very Full strongly time. opinionated about that. We um, very specifically, uh, when we were looking for a pediatrician for Parker, um, I mean, we ended up going with a friend. It was almost like our first phone call, I guess. Once we realized that she was a pediatrician, we were like, oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Because she's the most wonderful person. Of course we're going to go there. But when we called the doctor's office, we were like, yeah, um, and we were wondering about vaccines. And the person that I was talking to, I think, <laughs> assumed that I was asking, like, can we not do vaccines? And she was like, well, it, it, whatever you want to do. We were like, no, no, no. We're very interested in vaccines. Like, yeah, we, like as soon as he's able to get them, we would 
like him to be vaccinated. And, and people, <sighs> the argument I hate that's like, oh, look how many vaccines they get in their first two years. And then there's the same thing that was like, guess how much formula they drink in the first two years. If you put it all one time, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. But you spread it out and it saves them from deadly diseases and yeah. saves other people from deadly diseases. And there's diseases that we don't even have anymore because of people who got vaccinated. And the people who are anti-vaccines at this point got vaccines as kids. Right. They just got scared into it's just not un- doing it's it anymore. Rude. It's just unfair to your children. Right. And especially... And I will fight you on that. I will die on that mountain. It's unfair to your children and it's especially unfair to continue that train of thought when they are teenagers and trying to make their own decisions. If you are the kind of parent who is like, my kid's never getting a vaccine while they live under my roof. Like, what are you doing? Oh, if I were you, can I move out? <laughs> anyway, um, we do have some strong opinions on some things. Some things. Parental wise. But it's and all that's like, not even keep like, the kid safe. Don't yeah, be dumb. Don't be stupid. D- uh, yeah. Don't pretend like you know more than scientists and doctors <laughs> but yes um parker's pediatrician is one of our very good friends um she's also a theater person which was she is a theater person wonderful for she's us. an amazing pediatrician she's just the kindest person she explains things well she lets me facebook message her all hours of the night um and the funniest and coolest part i think about finding her like uh, we wanted to go to her and I looked on the website of the place that she's at, and the two doctors that she works with were my pediatricians when I was a child. <laughs> and I lived in Pennsylvania, not Maryland. So I literally was like, I called my dad, and I was like, you're never going to believe who works with Parker's doctor. And I called my grandmother because the nurse that used to work with them was my dad's nurse when he was a kid. Oh, my gosh, it was crazy. So it just felt right. And um, we've loved yeah. Every time he goes there. We get a book. Parker gets a book every time we go. It's yep. amazing. The doctor's office signed up for some program that was like free books book. for yeah. all the kids. And he's also signed up for Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, which is a free book every month till he's five. And Parker loves books. They're, they're not every month. <laughs> they're they're so spread out. But <laughs> Parker loves looking at through books. Like he like flips through the pages. He loves it. Yeah. Um. So the doctor's office was actually his first real outing. That's because it was <laughs> no where did we t- oh the llama place <laughs> the alpaca place right <laughs> two there. days and the day after <laughs> the day after so we brought Steph, him home steph's favorite animal is an alpaca mm-hmm. and by proxy a llama she's happy with either but I llamas mean, are mean yeah llamas are mean they spit um and my mom fe- she works at a shop and some lady came in that owns an alpaca farm three oaks three oaks alpaca, alpaca farm, farm. And so she got She's the nicest, they, they do literal tours. nicest lady I've ever met in my life. So she got us in a like an appointment or whatever. She scheduled us for a tour, and it happened to be the day after the par- the day after Parker came home. So that was his first outing. We took we him to literally the- took him to an alpaca farm and we like <laughs> let him touch an alpaca and a goat and like I was like what I mean whatever Matt changed his diaper on a picnic table. Yeah. That was my the first time. day after. Yeah, the first time. Changing his diaper out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> was on a picnic table with his wee-wee blowing in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny that the first thing that we did was take him to an back. Okay, so the second thing that we did with him, we went to the doctor's office. And 
Did he get shots his first appointment? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about how sad that made you? I knew it was going to be hard. Um, but he actually, was it the first time or the second time where he like cried for a second and then stopped? They all blur together at this point. Yeah. So he did really well, but I did not do very well. <laughs> Um, Anytime Parker cries for any reason, Steph does not do well. He does this, like, sometimes, like, his lower lip goes out. Oh. She just demonstrated for those who are watching. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a goner when that lip goes out. (laughs) But um, he did really well with his shots. And he got um, the, is it the rotavirus one or the polio one is in, like, a drink form. So it's in, like, a little squirter thing. And in the NICU, they did um, sugar drops, which was, like, sugar water drops when they had to do shots or pricks or anything um which he loved which he loved and so um at the doctor's office they were like a lot of kids does don't like this but we've heard it tastes like peach but like most kids like don't like it or just like we'll deal with it and he like sucked down that drink <laughs> he drank it. it like a straw he didn't yeah. like he loved it yeah um and then he got a couple other shots and then i think he cried for a little bit but then he was fine and then the next time we took him he cried for like two seconds matt picked him up and he was totally fine this last time we took him, I took him, and he had to get his toe pricked for hemoglobin check or something. He didn't even know she did it. Yeah. He's a superhero baby. He is a superhero baby. Um, Spider-Man. <laughs> did we talk about his name? His name is Parker. Our last name is Peterson. So his name is Parker Peterson. Instead of Peter Parker, and we both have Spider-Man tattoos. And yes, it was on purpose. Yeah. People will be like, that sounds a lot like... Yeah. Like, yeah, we know. We know. I, it was my first tattoo. It was Steph's first tattoo that she remembers getting. Cause she I remember always, the other one. It's just You forget like about it constantly. Yeah, it's just hidden. <laughs> and I had been wanting to get a tattoo, but I wanted it to be like... Meaningful. I don't know about meaningful. Like important. Like you're not going to turn around in 10 years and it, be like, why did I get this French tattoo on my ribs? I put a lot of stock in the first tattoo. I needed the first tattoo to be something. Like on purpose. So the most on purpose thing I could think of was our kid being born mm-hmm. and we had such a cool idea of we're get and they are head. similar but they don't match because they're not I for Spider-Man's each other head. you have a spider yeah i have a spider in the shape of spider-man's head anyway so <coughs> back at like three tangents <laughs> ago <laughs> this is just a tangent episode yeah it's kind of rambly we haven't even talked about like actually being home with him well that's what i was gonna get back to so oh <laughs> <laughs> did you have more you wanted to say probably but i forget um so we had a baby who came home at one month old and he spent, I'm I'm sure it was more than just one day of him waking up every two hours, but it feels like, to memory, it feels like uh, every two hours was the first night and then after that he slept all the way through. Steph's mom just sent her a picture of Parker as a baby and she's currently unable oh. to speak. Right when he came home. <laughs> okay. Um, but he very quickly slept through the night, like all the way, like eight hours. Like, yeah. He would do, he would go to bed at like, so uh, his bedtime now is a lot different than it was, but it's still like, it was very regimented. He would <coughs> eat at like nine fall asleep downstairs on one of us and then around like 11 or 12 he would wake up we would feed him put him down and he would wake up in the morning at like eight o'clock seven or eight 
Um, and so because we were night owls anyways, it really didn't phase us. It was totally fine. We had this awesome system worked out where like I would stay up until he woke up. Like Steph would go, I to, would bed go to bed at after like his nine, nine o'clock one, or ten whenever she was tired. I'd stay up for his next one. Then I'd go to bed and sleep through the next one and stuff. And I would wake up. Yeah. So that was a pretty good like regimen. And then he started doing longer stretches and going to bed earlier and all this stuff. And now eventually his bedtime is like between six and six thirty. Like he's just like, I'm done with the day. I'm over it. Good night. Today he swam in the pool outside, jumped in his thing and fell asleep in his jumper at precisely six o'clock. Yeah. He said, I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> so he goes to bed at like 6, 6.30, sometime between then. And for a long time, he was sleeping until 6 in the morning. He would wake up, he would eat a bottle, and then he would go back to sleep until like 9 o'clock. It was magnificent, especially when I started working again because I was able to, like Matthew and I were able to get him up, feed him, get work put him started. back down, and then start work and then go up and get him or whatever. Um, over the past month or so, he has started waking up at like one or two in the morning. Anytime overnight. And he will wake up and he'll be, and at first people are like, oh, he's teething. Cause he is, he just cut his second top tooth. Um, and now that they're both through, we're like, okay, what's the deal? Because he'll wake up at like one or two. We'll bring him in. We'll feed him. Last night I made him six ounces. He drank not even two ounces and fell asleep while drinking. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Why did we wake up for this? <laughs> and then... Which actually, if you think about it, is kind of reminiscent of when he was really young. He'd wake up, we'd feed him for two seconds. Yeah. And he'd fall back asleep and sleep through the night. So, And he doesn't take a binky. He's He has not taken a binky... Since he was a baby. Pretty much ever. Like, He's he still just, a baby. Oh, my he God. He just never really cared about them so we couldn't like comfort him with a binky so he has like a couple of safe toys in his crib like um teethers or um that llama it, i mean it's a binky attached to a thing yeah um small, so he has a couple stuff. things he can like play with if he gets bored but whatever it's not working um so then for a while he was doing that overnight and then he would get up at six and then he would eat and then go back down well now he's decided that he's awake at six thirty, like <laughs> awake awake Except for this morning. He went back down for the couple hours. I don't know why, but I'm not complaining. Um, and so... What she's trying to say is it's become a little bit more random now. It, yeah. He has, there's but no for, rhyme or reason. For a solid six months, we had a good 12-hour sleeping baby. Yeah. And we slept good. Yeah. Now we're a little bit more tired. Yeah. But Matthew's new job is he has to get up a lot earlier. Um, and I still don't. When I work from home, I work at 8.30. So... I can feasibly... So you wake up at 8.29. Well, I set my alarm for 8.20, and then I snooze it, and then at 8.29 it goes off again, and I um, go downstairs and log on. Um, but recently, by the time Parker wakes up, Matthew's already out of the house. But he, I am he, not... He has perfect timing. I am not quite ready to be awake. So he'll wake up, and I'll feed him, and then I will try and put him back down, and he'll be like, no, Mom. And so we'll go downstairs, and we'll watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and he'll jump in his jumper until after work. And sometimes I doze off on the couch. But he's <laughs> safe in his jumper. So we're all good. The <laughs> other day, if any of you follow me on Facebook, um, he woke up at six. We came down. I laid on the couch. He jumped in his jumper and I kind of was like closing my eyes and 
After a little bit, I realized there was no jumping. And I looked over and he was asleep. His hands were folded and his head was on his hands. And he was just completely asleep. And so I picked him up and I put him right on my chest really quick. And I laid back down on the couch and he snuggled and slept on me for an hour. And he hasn't done that in I don't even know how long. And it was the best. He used to pretty regularly. Like I would come home from work. And he would take a nap on your chest. Yeah. Um, and he used to do that all the time. He would, If we wanted to, he would sleep on our chest to the point where we were like, this is going to become a habit. We should stop. <laughs> but now and he really doesn't. Like he just, he has his routine of when he wants to go to bed where he, like he used to nap in a glider next to us at work, but then he got too big for it. And so now he naps in his crib and like, he's like growing into like a, a baby, like a real baby with like real plans and real like you know what I mean. The the craziest so the fact that he slept on me for an hour was uh, heaven. Yeah. It was the best morning ever. Um, I I tell anybody who will listen how nuts it is that the progression of time since we've had a baby is simultaneously feels like time isn't moving and also is flying by. Because as as an adult, you don't have like a very good frame of reference for how much time has gone by. Like I can look at a picture of myself from a year ago and I'm essentially the same person. And so there's no like, Oh wow. How much has changed in a year or whatever. And as I get older, that happens more and more longer periods of time can pass between pictures or whatever. But we look at a picture we took of Parker a week ago and it's a different kid. Yeah, different baby. <laughs> and we're like, I, I remember taking that picture like I took it five minutes ago. It's not like, oh, memories. Look, look at the small child from forever ago. It's like, no, I, I just scrolled up once on my phone's pictures, and here's this small child that I don't recognize anymore. But uh, I guess that's like <laughs> anybody who is uh, an ex- more experienced parent listening to this is like, yes, <laughs> you're learning. Yes, yeah, it is crazy. We. Uh, are children of the 90s and so we have lots of like photo photos of us like printed out 35 millimeter pictures of us and Parker has um 10,000 <laughs> pictures of himself I think probably even more than that it's insane Steph's doing a one second every day I mean whatever if you listen to this podcast you're probably friends with her on Facebook you've probably seen it but she can go back like it doesn't have to be like shot and put in the app that day. You can go back and like, I took this video this day or whatever. And I don't think there's been a single day that we haven't taken a picture or a video of Parker yet. Nope. Which is insane. Yep. We're a little bit obsessed with him. (laughs) Just a little bit. Well, we're obsessed because I, I don't know if we said this before or not. This is what happens when you wait a month in between podcasts. We're obsessed because, oh my God, I burped. I'm so sorry. I've been like really heartburning, so you may have heard me burp too. We are obsessed because, I say for the third time, I think both of us were meant- Because have you seen our kid? (laughs) I think both of us were meant to be parents. I think like, not, not that we're doing the world's best job or that- whatever (laughs) (laughs) he's he's a messed up kid says the guy who bonked his head on the chair when he was two months old he'll be fine he's he is fine probably tell me he's fine probably 
um, but because I feel the most fulfilled by him. Like, I like my job enough. I like the jobs I've had. I like my hobbies enough. Um, I don't like feel like... I like your wife enough. I like my wife enough. But I don't feel like they define me. Like, I, I'm a photographer, uh, like, as a hobby. But I don't tell people I'm a photographer because it feels weird to me. Like, that I, I don't feel like that is who I am. I don't feel like I am a... IT professional. I don't feel like I am in anything else, but I am Parker's You're dad. IT unprofessional. Thank you. I'm Parker's dad, and that feels like a thing that I am. Right. That feels like a whole me. Yeah. Not that I only get pleasure out of being Parker's dad, or like joy or meaning out of being Parker's dad, but it feels like a that complete version of me. Yeah, that completes everything that you. And I feel comfortable saying I'm Parker's dad. Where I don't feel that comfort. I don't feel like saying I'm an actor. I don't feel it saying anything besides that. Yeah. And I feel no. like you feel similarly. Oh, 100%. Me. And I always wanted to have kids and I always wanted to be a mom. And Parker came out and I don't want to say I didn't bond with him. But like it was definitely hard in the NICU to be like, oh, my baby. Because he was attached to wires and the nurses were doing stuff. And like it wasn't really yours at that point. Right. It was a baby that you got to go see. Yeah. As detached as that sounds. And then when he came home and we started to get to know him and he started being ours, it was this whole like other feeling, a whole other experience. And it just kind of like filled up every crevice in our lives. Just like having him. Yeah. It's, it's the most insane feeling. And again, I'm sure more experienced parents are listening to this. Going, yeah, like, you get it. Yes, they understand. But it is very cool. It is the best thing ever, being his dad. No, I'm not his dad. <laughs> I just went through this whole thing about how I feel fulfilled about being his dad. And you're like, I am his dad. I am mom and dad. <laughs> uh, I was looking at you and you are dad. Oh God, I'm tired. You started calling each other mommy and daddy. Like, well, like about not not <laughs> not the way you're thinking. Like we will say, Parker, look, Daddy's home, yeah. but we won't be like, Hey, Daddy. <laughs> well, I say it to you because you're Dad. I'm Dad. <laughs> you're insane. <laughs> this podcast Ooh. has gone off the rails. Yes. I don't. <laughs> anyway, the other two. Episodes. I really love being Parker's mom and Dad. <laughs> the other two episodes we went in with a very specific plan this episode we didn't necessarily because we have a lot to talk about but it's not as organized as our birth story and the NICU and the NICU and whatever and there's stuff I mean if anybody if we bring Parker to a thing or if somebody asks us about Parker we will talk non-stop we have so much to say about Parker we're so proud of our sweet baby boy about all of the things that he does. We'll show you a hundred pictures that we took that day. We'll say, Oh my gosh, he learned how to hold his breath while he goes underwater today. Oh my God. He's literally the smartest freaking kid I've ever met. We have this baby pool and we put it out on the porch and we let it warm up in the sun and then we'll sit a minute and play in it and whatever. And he did this last time. And I think he was just like figuring out like how to put his face near the water. Um, and, but then this time I put him in and he, immediately put his face down and got like a big mouthful of water and was like coughing and stuff and i was like oh gosh 
But then he must have realized, oh, don't breathe. Because he would hold his breath, dip his face in the water, and then come back up and breathe. And he did it over and over, probably 10 times while we were out there. And never once got water in his mouth, never once got water in his lungs, never once coughed again. Just freaking figured out how to hold his breath underwater. <laughs> Goddamn genius baby. Genius baby. We're not biased. We are. But he's seriously so smart. He learns, he likes to study things. Um, and like, he likes to figure out what things are doing and like explore them and not just like throw them around or shake them or whatever. Like he really likes to study them. And so he's just the smartest baby in the world. No offense to everybody else and your kids. (laughs) 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 I'm sure your kids are smart too. Everything that we say about him is not a detriment (laughs) to everybody else. It's just, we think the world of our son. We're upset. You do your own thing. Our son is the best to us. <laughs> um, so that being said, our episode is rambly because we're not entirely sure the focus of the episode. So maybe for the next episode, if people have... Questions, s- suggestions, things that they want to know about. Yeah. Or or like, I don't know, if you are in a unique situation and you want to tell a story. Come either, be a guest on our podcast. Yeah, come be on the guest. Come be on the guest on on pod. Dad. Cast on guest pod. Dad. (laughs) Thank you, daddy. Podcast guest. We. we (laughs) That's how we're going to end the podcast from now on. Thank you, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) We we have a website, thepetersonfamilyhour.com. We do? We do. Okay. We paid for it. (laughs) Okay. ThePetersonFamilyHour.com. ThePetersonFamilyHour.com. You do not sound like Jeff. <sighs> okay. Um, on our website, there is a button that you can click on that says, leave a message. And you can do that, and we'll play it on the podcast. <gasps> Did you know? No. <laughs> I'm going to leave a message. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk to myself. Okay. <laughs> leave us a message, and... Ask a question or tell a story or... And we'll play it and then we'll answer it. Ask us for... I, I don't want to say advice because we, <laughs> we don't you know... You don't want advice from us. We don't know Jack. But if you ask us like our opinion on a thing like... Oh, yeah. Hey, Steph, how do you feel about... I don't know. I can't come up with something off the top of my head. Nothing? Nothing at all. Uh, oh, Stephanie, let's say you're the a new parent of a baby in a global pandemic. How would you navigate the waters of deciding who gets to see your son Mm. Mm. well matthew (laughs) good good suggestion thank you listener for that (laughs) first time first time uh long time listener first time uh message lever (laughs) um do you want me to actually answer i don't know is this our sign off question sure okay we could just Um, talk about like we How had difficult a, that was. Yeah, that was very difficult because obviously we want everyone we love to meet him and see him. Um, at first, it was small groups and they were masked and they were um, like, it was just, you we, had to get tested first and all this stuff. And we were hyper uh, paranoid, I guess, about it because... He was. He had just come from the NICU, and our <laughs> the last thing we wanted was to drive back up to the NICU with mm. our son. Yeah. 
So we were pretty strict about it. At first, it was just like our parents and our grandparents. Um, we did eventually do like aunts and uncles. Um, now it's more um, not relaxed, but if you're vaccinated, we're okay with you not wearing a mask around him. Yeah. Um, if you, if we're coming to see, like we just went down to see my mom. Um, for my brother's graduation, and they're not vaccinated, so they got a test um, yeah. the day before we came, um, so they could be around him without masks on. Um, but like, I still wear a mask, even though Matthew and I are both vaccinated. I still wear a mask out in public, and in stores and stuff because I don't know what I can. I, I don't. We're not really sure how that works about like me transferring stuff to him, um, and also I don't trust that the other people without masks are vaccinated. And also, it is. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> to just I, put a mask it's on. It's just not that big of a deal. So we just still wear masks. Um, we don't really take him a ton of places because he can't be masked because he's a baby. Um, he's an anti-masker. If you hold him and you're wearing a mask, he will try and take it off your face. Yeah. And then um, he'll, he'll give you a long lecture about how you shouldn't listen to big science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can't talk. That was his first he has that Big science. He has that lecture down pat. Um. So it it's definitely tricky, and it's still tricky, even with things opening up, especially with things opening up. And oh my gosh! Uh, it, it well, and trying to deal with like, and also like, do we let them around kids because they obviously can't get vaccinated? And yeah, and we had an excuse before, or like a something to fall back on, like, well, you know, there isn't a vaccine, or it's not very widespread, or you know, any. But now that stuff is being like regulations are being relaxed or whatever. It just feels like we are kind of crazy now. Yeah. Like we don't want to <laughs> be the bad guys and be like, no, you can't see him. But also we don't want to risk like for one visit with someone who could FaceTime us easily Yeah, for him getting sick. Yeah. But it's a very difficult situation. If it's anyone a- has any like suggestions on how they're handling it with their families or friends or whatever, please let us know because we're having a, a tough time making some of these calls. It's a daily struggle. Daily struggle. And it's a similar struggle, I think, to the general, like the normal baby vaccine stuff and like how soon can he interact with other kids who might not be vaccinated or like for the flu stuff, he was born at the beginning of flu season and so he couldn't get We the didn't flu let shot. anybody who didn't have a flu shot see him. Right, because he couldn't get it until six months yeah. and he did get it. He got it in January. Yeah. Whenever he February. turns in February. Um, but until then, that was also a fear because he wasn't like not going to get it. He just couldn't get the vaccine yet. Yeah. So, so that was another. But that was like, if you don't have the flu shot, you. And we know that the the COVID vaccine is a different story because it's not FDA regulated or like necessarily approved yet. So there are people that are not getting it because of. Yeah. They're not completely educated or whatever the reason. Um, but the trade-off is, like, if you want to see him get the vaccine, if you don't want to get the vaccine, put a mask on. Yeah, put a mask on. Or wait till we feel comfortable because it's our call. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard. It definitely feels like that being the bad guys, especially because there are family members that haven't really been able to meet him yet. But it's it's just, it's a and I'm sure we're fine gonna, line, hard like, decision kind of thing. He's like nine and a half months old. I'm sure when he gets into school, when he makes friends, when he interacts with other people, like we're going to have to be bad guys a lot. 
Like that's going to come up. We're just dealing with it probably sooner than most yeah. because we're running up against something that we just have to make a call on that we can't. Uh, Though the one thing it has been helpful with with people wearing masks is like our big thing was like do not kiss our child. Oh yeah. But that's that was before COVID. Like do not kiss the baby. Do not kiss the baby. Do oh, for anybody baby. who's about to have a baby or has a baby in their life, don't kiss the baby. You don't need to do that. If you are the parents, kiss the baby. If you are not the birth giver or the sperm donor, do not kiss somebody else's baby. There's so much stuff you can pass to the oh, baby. Oh my gosh. And then people are like, I just want to kiss their cheeks. No. I want to kiss their hands. They put their hands in their mouths. Yeah. So that was a nice thing because nobody could kiss anything on him because he, they were all masked. So that was a battle we didn't have to deal with. And now yeah. obviously he's older and he's getting vaccinated. So it's a different story once COVID's completely. But yeah, that's another don't, thing. Don't kiss that's a, Like get your child vaccinated. And don't kiss nobody else's kid. <laughs> don't be stupid. So that was an example of what a voice message would sound like you could leave us a message and we would answer whatever the message was yeah but also i am looking for advice on how to deal with like the family issues of who can see your kid if you have advice on that because hmm, it's been a source of anxiety for us we've had uh strong supporters also helping us out which is nice we do have good backup but yeah, it's difficult. It's all, it's difficult. You know, we could come up with some insane, like my son will never wear the color green and we have to fight. I don't know. That was, that was a dumb one, but it was dumb. we could come up with anything that we feel a strong conviction about. And if it's something that goes against the grain of, you know, normal, whatever, it's something that we have to fight about for him. Oh, like if. Parker ever wants to paint his toenails and somebody's like you can't paint his toenails because he's a boy oh my god I'm gonna deck him (laughs) like stuff like that like I know we're gonna have to deal with that kind of stuff but it is definitely my boy's gonna play with wear whatever paint whatever don't care whatever makes him happy yeah (sighs) anyway that feels like a good ending point yeah do you wanna just I have really bad heartburn so I think I wanna be done (laughs) (laughs) you can go lay on the couch and cry for a while yeah a little bit Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to us ramble for however long we've been doing this. God, why do you put up with this? How long have we been talking? It's, we're coming up on 58 minutes. No, 59 minutes. Oh, okay. Peterson family hour. So we got a couple more seconds of oh, talking. Uh, we got to fill, fill time. Um, uh, so. Um, oh, man. So. Uh, why do you people listen to this? Uh, Anyway, come see us in um, Much Ado About Nothing, <laughs> uh, put on by Streetland Community Theater, I, directed I by you, Marshall Garrett. I um, promise you it's about something. We're both in it. It's at Rising Sun Fire Hall Outdoor Pavilion on July 16th and 17th, which is a Friday and a Saturday. Yep. Um, Hear us shout Shakespeare things at you. Yeah. It will be very cool um, and very fun if you have questions about it. Reach out to me or... Do some research <laughs> on the internet. Google it. If you have questions about it, <laughs> Google it. Get out of my DMs. <laughs> and yes, please send us questions. And if you want to uh, be a guest, please reach out. We would love to have guests. We are fully vaccinated and we would love to have you in our house, in our basement, and we might not let you out. Goodbye, Steph. <laughs> Goodbye, Matthew.